Welcome to our May 15th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. Our ability to reach unity and diversity will be the beauty and the test of our civilization. As we look at the actions of love, as they share our identity, I pray that we are moved by our prayers, the scripture and the music, to see the ways that we reflect the actions of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's join together for our call to worship. Love one another. Love has called us here. Love all without limits. Boundless love has saved our lives. Let us worship to the God of love together. Love has called us here.
Let's join together in prayer. God of unity and love, fill us with your loving spirit. Fill our worship with your revelation and truth. Fill our world with your unity and peace. Open our hearts and minds to receiving the fullness of your love that we may bring your love to those we meet. Amen. Let's join together in the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm he is Lord Lord of all when darkness seems to hide his face and rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. My anchor holds within the veil. Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm he is Lord Lord of all
Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. Christ alone. blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but only trust in Jesus name but only trust in Jesus name Let's join together in our prayer of assurance. God has wiped away our tears of regret and has soothed our sorrows of past mistakes. Receive the fullness of God's love, a love reconciling us to God and to all of creation through the gifts of mercy and grace. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for all the ways that you move and stir in our lives. We thank you for the guidance that you've given us, that you point the way to help us see the reality of who you are and helps us see the reality of who we are in that path. Today, as we share in this conversation, as we move through this discussion, We ask for you to be real. We ask for you to point. We ask for you to be the staff that we follow. Precious God, be the words. In your son's precious name I pray, amen. Today for this sermon, as we look at this scripture today, as we go through John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35, and we're going to look very specifically at the last section of these verses from John 13. I'm going to walk on a tightrope today. I'm going to walk on a very thin tightrope, and I realize that as I deal with denominationally 
a situation that we're dealing with as sort of my main narrative and my name, main conversation. As we deal with this situation, this denominational situation, I'm also going to deal with the way that we make decisions in our lives and the way that we the way that we lay things out, the way that we go through our pondering and our our exploring our decision makings, making the way that we differentiate what's good and what's bad as we call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. Today is going to be a tightrope sermon. So bear with me. I want to look at the scripture. I'm going to look at the very end. A new command I give you. Some phrasings, it's a new covenant. A new covenant I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. There's a lot of conversations. We looked last week at our scripture and we had these individuals that met Christ in a courtyard and they asked him a question. They asked him a point blank and what to them was a yes or no question on his identity. They asked him. They asked him to share plainly and clearly that he's the Messiah. Now, last week in our sermon, I proposed to you a reality. I proposed to you that Christ was never one to give a direct answer. He was one that challenged individuals to use their brains to differentiate, to explore, to study, to ponder, and discover the answers for themselves knowing that Christ would not always be there and knowing that we are always challenged to present ourselves as followers of Christ, there would come a time that we would be on a journey and we'd hit this point between two roads and we would have to figure out to go left or to go right. And within doing that, as I shared in our Sunday morning in-person worship service, we've been blessed with what Robert Ottler described as the Wesleyan quadrilateral, our reason, experience, scripture, tradition, as we weigh out our path in doing the things that we feel that we are called by Jesus Christ to do. I don't know if these, if this is a still a thing, but I remember when I was in college, it was fresh. It was a brand new thing. This, everybody was wearing WWJD bracelets. What would Jesus do? I don't know if that's still a thing. But it was a challenge to really think through and ponder what would the actions of Jesus Christ be before we stepped out and do something very, very deeply and plainly. It's a very admirable question to ask. It's a very admirable question to ask. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus watch on TV? What would Jesus search for on the Internet? What would Jesus do? It's a very admirable question to ask until that we begin to really ponder a little bit differently and deeply what Jesus Christ has called us to do. If we look at the actions of Jesus Christ and the movement of Jesus Christ, we see him as the one who ate with the tax collectors, the thieves, and the prostitutes, and went to the places in need. He, He went to the places in need so much that he was challenged by it. And Christ's response to the challenge is, 
the well don't need a doctor. Christ talking about going to the places that could be a little bit challenging and be a little bit scary and to do the things that need to be done in the name of care and comfort. I'm going to read this section of Scripture for you again, and then I'm going to start walking on my tightrope. A new covenant I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. And if you, if you love one another. Our denomination, I'm a United Methodist pastor in Oceanside, California. 1501 Kelly Street, Oceanside, California. North Coast United Methodist Church. Our denomination, the United Methodist Church, officially, officially, on May 1st, began a journey that would create a new denomination. That new denomination is known as the Global Methodist Church. Now, there is a journey that we have already been on, and there's a journey of challenging statements, and there's a journey of weighing out what would Jesus do as we go on this journey of, that has fostered the creation of what will be known, is known, as a global Methodist church and what will be known as the United Methodist Church moving forward. Now, to get into this conversation, I need to go back to last week's sermon. Last week's sermon, I shared with you that Christ was challenging these people much in the same way that he did the disciples very early on. Christ was asked his identity by the disciples. And when Christ was asked his identity by the disciples, he responded to them with a very clear statement. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now, in that conversation with the disciples, some think you're John the Baptist, some think you're Elijah, some think you're this, some think you're that. But Christ, hearing them saying what other people have said, Christ challenges them one more time to answer the question, who do you say that I am? Now, to do that, they have to say who they see Christ is. They have to share the journey that they've had with Jesus Christ. Much like I shared in last week's sermon, last week's in-person service, definitely. I shared that there becomes a challenge. The only way we truly know people is to go on a journey with them. To be a part of their lives, to walk side by side with them, to watch. The disciples have walked side by side with Jesus Christ. So they're asked this question once again, and it's not who so-and-so says. It's not what this other person says. It's not the 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 survey that's been taken about the, the community. It's who do you say that I am? Now, when we pull that conversation a little tighter, as we readdress last week's sermon, we readdress it by when Christ is asked, are you the Messiah? Just say it. Christ begins to challenge these individuals to look at his actions. And much like he asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Christ is asking these people who are asking for a point-blank response, are you the Messiah? He is asking them, who do you 
see that I am through my actions, through my living, through my active participation. Who do you see that I am? A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That challenge. So we're going through this journey as a denomination. And it begins to be this journey of what becomes more important. And this is why with this John 13, the, 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 um, the language of King James or whatever the translation is becomes really important. Because in some translations, the word is actually, I give you this new commandment. I give you this new commandment. We look at this history. Now, we've talked about this at our church at North Coast United Methodist Church. We just finished this Bible study looking through the words of the Ten Commandments and, and weighing out what the Ten Commandments mean. And in that conversation, we have actually broken down that what it means to follow a law and what it means to be a person that interacts with other people. Sometimes the law becomes nuanced when we look at it through the eyes of building community. It, are the Ten Commandments laws and rules? Yes. Are they, building are they building blocks and blueprints of building an effective community? Yes. But it depends on where we put our most focus is how that we begin to interact with it. Now I'm stepping on the typewriter. We're dealing with that question in our denomination. We're dealing with that question, is this rule, is this law a law, or is it a building block for community? If we follow the law and the rules, then it's a rule, and we break off and we do what's right. But if we are the ones who are called to build community, like the scripture, I give you this new commandment to love one another. If we're community builders, that's the actions of being Christ-like. See, here's why this com conversation becomes very important. This conversation becomes very important because the rest of the world watches us as we discuss amongst ourselves what's right and wrong. It's no longer about going out and showing grace and showing individuals that they have a place at the altar of grace. I'll even go to the other extreme in my early years of Christian development. If it's about going out and winning souls and pulling people out of the fires of hell and showing them the path of redemption that comes from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's that journey that we need to be aware that we're trying to build a community. If we're trying to win souls and pull them out of the fires of hell, win them over to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we need to show them the Christian compassion that awaits them on this journey that is creating a place of hope. As we are dealing with the world through the eyes of grace and we see people out hurting and struggling, we're trying to build places of community for them to be 
welcomed into. When individuals outside of us see us having our own conversations about what's right and wrong, it becomes less appealing. I've shared in a, in a recent sermon, I've been watching this television show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and, and I, through it, have been really drawn about learning about the, the history and legacy of, of a comedian, Lenny Bruce. Now, Lenny Bruce is, has got a, a corrupt history. And there's, he's the one that began to use foul language and talk about foul things. And, and that is a part of Lenny Bruce's lineage, lineage legacy. I would not encourage you to listen to his comedy. But there's another side of, of Bruce. And he became, began to be one of the first people to actually talk about things began to talk about racial equality and he began to talk about issues of 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 religion and race and lgtb he talked about all these things through the islands of challenging individuals to truly see what was in front of them and one of the things in, in reading through his history i i found this quote every day People are staying away from the church and turning back to God. That quote from Lenny Bruce. Every day, people are straying away from the church and turning back to God. There's honesty in that statement. That honesty becomes very apparent as we weigh out amongst ourselves if we're using the divine word of God as the rules and the blueprint, or if we're using the divine word of God in constructing community, if we're looking at the Lord's Prayer, if we're using the divine word of God to, to make on heaven as it, on earth as it is in heaven, if that's what we're doing. I saw this quote earlier this week, this is a meme on Facebook, and it kind of weighs out this journey. And looking again at the scripture from John, there becomes a challenge of hearing, I give you this new commandment. Love one another. We begin on the journey, and even the commandments is this challenge of building community. We either look at the rules of the do's and do nots, and that's one way to look at them, but there is this pure conversation of building community that exists in the camp commandments as well. When we begin to look at that conversation, as we begin to look at John 13 through these eyes of Christ saying it's our call to love one another, people will see you, you will be in me if you love one another. It's a challenge of looking at this path and the path of making on earth as it is in heaven, creating community. But I saw this meme and it, it, it's what people hear when they're trying to weigh out. It's why this statement from Lenny Bruce, every day people are straying away from the church and turning back to God. It's statements like I'm about to read to you that makes 
there be honesty in this Lenny Bruce quote. Genocide is biblical. Loving your enemy is biblical. But only one is Christ-like. Slavery is biblical. Chain-breaking is biblical. But only one is Christ-like. Patriarchy, patriarchy is biblical. Countercultural elevation of women is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Retaliatory violence is biblical. Grace-filled restoration is biblical, but only one is Christ-right. Christ-like segregation is biblical. Unity is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Christ transforms, not the Bible. Be wary of those who know one, but not the other. Let's look at John 13 again. Let's look at the reality of John 13. One more time. The reality of John 13 is this. I give you this new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. As we go on this journey of weighing out what it means to have a Christ-like action, we either become those who embark on a new denomination because we want to honor the rules, as we should, or we are the ones who want to go out and embark on the reality on what the true rule is that Christ has called us to follow. As we look at this scripture in John 13, love one another. As we hear the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, as we hear the entire verbiage of the world's most famous Bible verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not come in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There's this challenge. There's this challenge that Christ is continually laying out to us. And it becomes the Christ-like actions that Christ wants us to follow. Christ wants us to have the instruction and the blueprint so that we have a way to have a, a compass in our hands to know the path to follow. But the greatest part of that compass is to remember that we are called to build community and to build places of inclusion and acceptance so that individuals can find their place at the altar of Christ's love and move and breathe and journey and live and join together because we're called to love. All of this is true. Everything that I just read to you in this meme that I have seen on Facebook.
Genocide is biblical. Loving your enemy is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Slavery is biblical. Chain-breaking is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. The patriarchy is biblical. Counter-cultural elevation of women is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Retributive violence is biblical. Grace-filled restoration is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Segregation is biblical. Unity is biblical, but only one is Christ-like. Christ transforms, but not the Bible. Be wary of those who know one, but not the other. I believe, I believe that scripture is our grounding point that we turn to, but not at the sacrifice of living as Christ has commanded us to live. Love one another as I have loved you. Hold on to that. My personal email is pastordrewdavis at gmail.com. If you would like to respond to this video, please email me. I would love to be in conversation with you. Because we hold on to the blueprint. We hold on to the rules and the structure. As we use them to build community, not exclude and create places at the altar for others to find their place in love. My name is Reverend Michael Drew Davis. PastorDrewDavis at gmail.com is my email. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org, and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together in our prayer of giving. Generous God, you bless us in ways big and small. Bless these gifts and offerings, that whatever their size, they may bring a big impact through the miracle of your expansive, infinite love. Amen.
is worth the living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and fill the bride and joy he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance this child can face uncertain Thank you once again for joining us in our video worship. Let's join together in our closing benediction. Live in love. Serve in love. Go in love, for love is God's guide for us all. Thank you once again for joining us. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen.